You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. everybody welcome to the paranormal portal podcast i hope you guys are having a wonderful night and thank you so much for tuning in and supporting all that we're doing here on the podcast it's uh been amazing you guys have been amazing out there uh checking us out and subscribing and downloading and um it's just a real real pleasure uh of course i'm your host brent thomas this is the paranormal portal podcast and uh once again special thanks to revolver podcast for making all this possible I got some stories pulled up for you guys, some ghostly encounters. And again, um, you know, I find these and I, and I go out and farm them up for you, bring you a fresh batch. And we'll always discuss these after we read them. But uh, the first one I'm going to bring you tonight is coming from Ohio. And uh, it's, uh, Ohio's just got a lot going on. I, I, you know, that's one of my great mysteries in the paranormal is what the hell's going on in Ohio. And I say that all the time, but honest to God, folks, I've been doing the show for years, and I think Ohio by far has the most uh, paranormal claims of any state. Now, I know there's a lot of different claims out there, and I'm not saying there aren't other really active states, but I'm just telling you, I've never run into more claims than I have personally from Ohio. And that, to me, says something pretty uh, incredible is going on there or <laughs> something's really wrong there, whichever it is. Um, depends on how you look at it. I guess that glass could be half full or half empty. But we're going to read this story. It has to do with apparitions, voices, and touches. So let's see what's going on in Ohio. It says, this happened when I was very young, and to this day, it still sends shivers down my spine. At the time, we were living in Temperance, Michigan, my childhood house. Michigan and Ohio, they bump into each other, so same kind of thing. 
<laughs> One night, my mom was sleeping when she was awoken by a woman standing by her bed. The woman stood there and said, check on Aaron, quick. My mom said she was kind of dazed just being woken, and she said it took her a few seconds to actually check on me, and she came into my room and found me with a blanket wrapped around my head and blew in the face. Uh, I, I lived, as you can tell, but for some reason this story and the whole incident really disturbs me. I was playing, at the t and at the time I thought that if I could block all the little passages with the blankets, that I would be hidden. Hey, I was like four years old, and I was confused as to why my mom was so scared at the time. Later, I found out that a lady had died in my sister's room. She died peacefully in her sleep, and it was always cold in her room. And I always have a feeling I am being watched in that house. Not the creepy kind of feeling that you get, uh, when I'm, that I get when I'm around ghosts, but more of a someone is keeping you safe kind of thing. And that's my story, and I still can't figure out why it gives me the creeps just to think about it. That's the, that's the kind of haunting everybody should have. I, I think those are the great, great stories that, like, there's a loving, caring presence that's hanging around and helping to make sure everybody's safe. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, think, I think those things can happen and do happen. I really do. So uh, there's nothing that was stated in the story that I think is uh, beyond belief. Um, my mom told me a story and I've shared it on the show before, but she said that, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why she did this, but you know, you got to remember when I was little, it was a different world then, ladies and gentlemen. So like, uh, there wasn't all the, all the rules and laws and stuff, uh, how to deal with kids like there are now. And I still managed to make it. So I think that, uh, that's, that, that says something about me, but, uh, she said that she had me in my playpen out in the garage <laughs> <laughs> and you can take from that what you will, but my mom was a very loving mom, so it's not like she was just, yeah, out, out. No, I mean, I was a little, little boy, uh, like one years old, and she had me in the playpen, and I was out in the garage, and I think it was just because it was a hot summer day, and it was nice and cool in the garage, and that was the only place. We didn't have air conditioning. We weren't a, a rich family by any means, so we lived in a real modest house, and I think that that's why I was out there. But she was just inside in the first room next to the garage, sewing, and she was making something. And she said suddenly, she, she just got this demanding urge that she had to go check on me right now. Like, boom, it just hit her like a load of bricks. She said she ran out, and I was laying in the playpen, unconscious, blue in the face, and she said that I wasn't breathing. And she opened my mouth. My mom was, I think a, she was a like a, a nurse's aide or something, so she was medically trained. Um, but she said she opened my mouth, and I had this Hot Wheels car lodged in my throat. And I couldn't breathe, couldn't do anything. You know, I, was, I was, I guess, suffocating. And so she said she tried to pull it out and couldn't. And she, just said, <laughs> she said she just grabbed it and yanked it out. And, of course, my, I was bleeding in, you know, in my throat, but I lived, obviously. But those kind of sensations, uh, those kind of experiences, I think, are incredibly profound. Now, was she warned? Uh, she doesn't think so, but maybe she was. Maybe it was a different way that she receives those messages. Maybe there was a presence making sure that we were okay. And that's pretty cool. It could just be, you know, that's, that, uh, you know, intuition could be some kind of psychic ability. I think my mom's very sensitive. 
and picks up on things a lot. So, um, but I, I think it's possible that it's a, that it could have been a spiritual uh, message that she got in a big hurry. But I'm glad she did for the for whatever it's worth. Uh, I wasn't doing real well on my own there, apparently. So, but your story. And I think that that a lot of parents have those experiences. Just have those experiences, like check on the son now, check on the kids now. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you find out that it's a good thing you did. Uh, the next one I'm going to share with you is coming from Michigan. Okay, so Michigan's running the table tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is called. Uh, it has to do with families and friends visits. It says for quite some time I had experienced some really unusual stuff. And these things would happen, and they would only happen to me. My boys didn't have anything happen to them. And I at first started hearing walking around out in the kitchen while I'd be out in the living room. It sounded like heavy boots or something like that. I then began hearing unusual noises, like that that of things getting hit or pushed onto the floor, and it was always late at night when these things would happen. I'd start to hear things like something being thrown across the room and hitting the wall behind my head, but nothing was there. I would hear a fist hitting the computer desk really hard. I didn't want to sleep in my bedroom. I just didn't feel right. I would try to sleep in the living room out on the couch, and things would still happen. I had my boyfriend come over for the weekend, and I was happy to sleep in my room then. And nothing would happen when he was with me. I came to the conclusion that something just wasn't right. These pictures I would take had these balls or orbs, as I later found out, in them. My boyfriend made fun of me one night, picking on me about these things that were happening, and said that he wasn't scared of any ghost. Bad idea. I was upset, and I went to my room, and my son decided to joke around taking pictures and a red ball was in it. Later that same night, I woke up uh, at around 1.30 in the morning hearing thumping. I thought my son was having a seizure, and I ran out into the kitchen, and he wasn't there. I went back to bed after realizing he was fast asleep. About a minute later, it started up again, and after a minute or two, it finally stopped. I realized it was one of my kitchen chairs rattling. Then my TV started making a popping noise and the volume would just shoot up on it. I sat up and looked over at my boyfriend and watched his leg getting picked up and slammed over and over on the bed. I found out through a medium that the spirit is my father. She described him perfectly and he was only trying to get my attention letting me know it was him. The medium explained to me that he was getting, he was, he was getting after my boyfriend for being mean to me, not trying to scare me on that night. My dad was very protective of me and I know that he still is at my side. I get cold spots on my left side at times. And every now and then I hear the walking around in my kitchen a dark shadow going into my kitchen, and I know it's him. I love having him here watching over me. Yeah, that's probably a good one to have around too, if it's indeed the dad. Um, oftentimes we do hear these stories of, of mimics, and you know, mimicking somebody. And 
I think spirits can look however they want to look and they can portray themselves however they want to portray themselves. And so um, I'm not saying it's not, but I, I certainly would be at least cognizant of that. <laughs> it's like, is that really, is that really, really my dad? I don't know. I did have that. I did have an experience the other night though. I don't know if I told you guys. And um, yeah, as you know, if you're familiar with the show at all, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. And um, I, I remember waking up that morning and, and knowing that it was the, the date. And I did say happy birthday to my dad and hope that he was good and, you know, sent a prayer to him. And uh, I was sitting down later um, watching, watching my television. And my television never acts up, never has anything weird going on. Uh, other than when it turned <laughs> turned on and froze on a picture of Charlie Sheen, and that was really creepy, and that's a whole nother story. But in this case, I was watching a show, and it was getting right to the climactic part. It was right to the part where the good guy and the bad guy were finally meeting, and it was going to be this battle. You know, I was, I was like, all right, yeah, let's go. And I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden my TV, boom, went off. I'm like, oh. And I thought it was just because I, I, I have a, like a Fire TV um, that's a Amazon, like a Roku kind of thing. It's Amazon's version of it. And I thought, oh, God, leg. So I'm sitting there. And then it occurred to me the light wasn't on on my TV. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So I turned, turned my TV back on. It actually turned off. Now, it's never done that before. And it's not a new TV by any measure. but And it hasn't done it since. So I don't think something's going wacky with my TV. It was just... Bam, it happened. And, I, and I instantly, I thought of my dad. It's like, okay, maybe he, maybe he got my message. <laughs> and this is his way of just stopping in and let me know he's there. Is it for sure? No, I don't know. I can't be sure. But I, I'd like to believe that, you know. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think it's bad to hang on to that because that's a beautiful thought, right? So if you've, <laughs> you've got something in your house and uh, you, you imagine it's somebody that loves you, then that's a good thing. If you uh, imagine it's not, that's a terrifying thing. And, and, you know, I have no reason to believe there's anything negative in my home. Not currently, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It was just a one-off kind of event, but just really peculiar. But anyway, cool story. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back 
and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Buckle up, we're going in. Uh, the next one we're going to read is from Oklahoma. That doesn't come up very much, but I don't know what the population in Oklahoma is. I don't imagine it's as many people, but it has to do with haunted places. Before I begin, I want to set the scene a bit to avoid any misunderstandings to an already complicated type of story. My family is me, my husband, Chris, our five-year-old, and our three-year-old, boy boy is five-year-old, and the three-year-old is girl. And I work nights, and my husband works days. On this particular evening, I was at work. Now, for my story... We know we share our home with something. At one point, we thought it was the spirit of a young girl, reason being my husband has personally seen this young girl. Now we believe there is more than one spirit taking up residency in our home. This story is terrifying because we now know that whatever is here can, will, and has taken the form of a family member. Now that's interesting. We just talked about that. I love that about this show. It just writes itself. <laughs> I, I just pulled up the story randomly just a few minutes ago. So uh, it says, my husband, Chris, was getting ready, uh, getting the kids ready for bed and getting ready for bed himself. And he was in the bathroom brushing his teeth, etc. The children were done and just wandering around the house, getting their last playtime in while dad finished up. A few quiet moments go by and my husband heard my son calling out, Daddy, my husband responds by saying he's in the bathroom. My son called out again to his father, and again, he answers, I'm in the bathroom. My husband hears our son running on the hardwood floor and then shoves the bathroom door open and immediately asks his dad, how did you do that? My husband responds, do what? And the son answers, how'd you get in here so fast? In the bathroom, and my, hu- my husband says, I've been in here since you and your sister brushed your teeth. No, Daddy, smiling with his head cocked to the side, his hands on his hip as if he just caught his dad trying to trick him. And he says, no, son, I promise you, I've been in here the whole time. No, Daddy, I just saw you lying down on the couch. My husband said, no, son, again, I'll tell you, I've been in here the entire time getting ready for bed. No, Daddy, I just saw you on the couch asleep. I touched your nose. Wow. Now, I want to add a couple things. One, my husband and I do not sleep while our children are awake. If we want a nap, we go with our children to our own beds. I'll tell you this to weed out any assumptions that my son may have mistakenly thought he saw his father on the couch asleep that night, but actually he was thinking or remember his father being on the couch another time in the daytime. We don't lie on the couch anyway. It's simply a carry-all, coats, laundry, etc., unfortunately. And nobody ever sits there. The kids have their chairs, dad has a recliner, and mom sits at the desk. Other than the kids jumping off the pile of clean clothes, the couch doesn't get much activity at all. I don't know what or who my son saw sleeping on the couch that night, but he said it was his father and that he touched his father's nose. Whatever it was scares the hell out of us, knowing this thing took the form of daddy, 
because that wasn't daddy on the couch. On a lighter note, not to get too off topic, sometimes when mommy and daddy are <laughs> doing, getting busy, uh, sometimes uh, have to ask my husband a quick question that only he would know the answer to. I'd hate to get busted for cheating on my husband with my husband. Explain that one to the judge, she says. Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> no, that's wild. Now, I, I wonder, though, I wonder if the dad in this situation looks very much like some people. They look like clones of their parents and in certain ages. Like, you know, and could this be a grandfather that the, that the dad takes absolutely after? Looks very, very similar to, I don't know. I mean, it's just me making an assumption here, but... That is really interesting, and it's really creepy, especially if the kid could go up and touch the nose, and it felt like a nose. It's not like the kid went up there and touched, and the, and the hand went through it or something. That's really bizarre. Um, strange story, but I would be, I would be, I don't know, I would be very apprehensive about a situation like that myself, because that's an interaction with your child, and... Uh, that to me is sacred ground. It's like, you know, it's, it's one thing if a spirit is there. It's another thing if it's, you know, uh, ingratiating itself or causing contact or causing uh, interaction with a young child who can't possibly understand the gravity of that situation. So now I will say that sometimes there's many stories of grandparents, deceased grandparents, visiting kids, having discussions and stuff. And, and I, you know, I'm, I, I'm even then I'm a little, you know, kind of cautious about it because I think, you know, you just don't know what you're dealing with. And it's, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, defer towards the negative. I think there are beautiful visits and wonderful things, but just as a parent, I don't know. I mean, if my child started talking to some presence that I'm not able to see, that's going to be an uncomfortable situation for me. But it's because there's two sides to this stuff, and, and kids need protecting, you know? They do. They just need to be kept safe. So, great story, though. I, I think that that's fantastic and uh, a little odd, a little weird, a little uncomfortable, but um, I'm glad everybody's okay. I hope they're, hope they're continuing to be okay. <laughs> this one is coming from Illinois, and... Uh, this one has to do with family friends visits. This isn't a gloom and doom scary story. It's not really grand. I didn't play with a Ouija board or see blood dripping from the ceiling. It's just simple. My grandparents passed away within two weeks of each other. Love bird syndrome is a common expression. The Easter of 2003 was pretty, pretty rough. It was my favorite holiday to share with them. The whole coloring of the eggs and big dinner and, yeah, even though I was 18, getting an Easter basket, when Easter did roll around that year, I became really sick. Hardcore migraine, vomiting, and dizzy, and you name it, I had it. After spending hours sitting up with me the night before, my parents gave in and just took me to the hospital. I, I was admitted and given an IV to rehydrate me. I wasn't given a lot of painkillers, just enough to take the edge off. And I was there for four to five hours. I was released around 5 p.m. My dad went ahead of my mom and me to pull up the car to the entrance. It was really nice out, so my mom and I sat on the bench near the entrance and just waited. 
A few feet down from us was another bench, and I had my head turned towards my mom where we were talking, and I got this feeling to look at the other bench. There on it sat an elderly man. He looked like a spitting image of my grandfather. We're talking same newsboy cap, same colored trench coat, same facial features. It was just uncanny. Well, I gawked at this man for quite some time. My mom leaned over and said, it isn't him. I turned to look at her and you could see tears running down her cheeks. I asked, are you sure? And she nodded and wiped tears that I apparently had started. We both turned to look at him and he still sat there with a big smile on his face, just like my grandfather. My father pulled up in the car and my mom helped me to the rear door before I got in. I looked at this elderly man one more time and I guess I was hoping it really was my grandfather. The man winked at me exactly like my grandfather used to do. I got in the car, mom got seated and we drove off. Coincidence? Maybe. Strong painkillers? Nope. My mom saw it too. The only thing in her system was crappy hospital coffee. And I honestly think it was my grandfather visiting me because one, I was sick, and two, he knew how much Easter meant to me. I know this wasn't scary, but hopefully you enjoyed it. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. I wouldn't surprise me even a little. Uh, I, I think it's fascinating. They both saw it, that it looked just like him. And even winked at the, at the, I don't know, boy or girl that wrote it. I don't know which. I imagine female. But, you know, I, I got to admit that I like to believe these kind of stories because I think, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think we do, need, we do need to be watched after. I think we need to know that there are people that love us that are on the other side that are helping and they're, and they're, they're, not, they're not absent to me, that's beautiful, and, and I, I, I think these stories are amazing. So believe what you want. I mean, I, I, I don't pretend to know either way, but in my heart, I, I just want to believe that that's true because that's a beautiful thing. Just my two cents, but full disclosure, I do like to believe in those. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in the next one is coming from kentucky it says back when i was in my 20s my first husband and i lived in a huge farm below us lived an elderly man and his wife and both were well into their 80s the man was related to my husband, and he didn't have any children of his own. I used to go down and visit them often. Often at times I would cook dinner for them, and I, of course, was fond of them, and, and they of me. Now my in-laws were not too fond of me. 
The elderly man wasn't too fond of them either, and he used to tell me all, all that they had said about me. <laughs> Jeez. I suppose uh, after he got to know me, it upset him, and they had said such things about me, and I would go out of my way to help them. I did this not because they had asked me to but uh, or out of the hope of some kind of gain. But anyway, the man had terminal cancer. He used to comment on the house I lived in. He loved it, especially the way the kitchen and the front room were laid out. He died in the wee hours of February 1998, and the morning before he died, I had been the last to bed. So I was the one to make sure everything was closed and locked, and I know, yes, I know, without a doubt, I closed and locked my front room and kitchen door, which both led outside. I first looked at my front room door and then turned and went into my kitchen, or I first looked and then went into the kitchen and locked it. My front room and kitchen were side-by-side rooms, straight-through rooms, actually. The morning the man died, I got up to go to the bathroom and realized it was very cold in the house. I thought maybe my heating had quit working, so as I was finishing up my, my bathroom visit and getting ready to check the heat, the phone rang. I went and answered it, and as, you reached, as I reached for the phone, I realized why the house was so cold. My front room door was open. When I answered the phone, the elderly lady that lived below me said, I just wanted to call you and let you know that Alan passed away this morning at about 3 o'clock. And when she said that, I sat down in the chair that was facing my kitchen, and that's when I saw that my kitchen door was also open, and as was the storm door to my kitchen. I suppose some may disagree with me, but I can't help but feel that Alan had passed through my house on his way out of the world. That's probably, that's, could be. I, you know, I, I don't know that, that there's a direction that they go, but there may be a path that they choose to take on their way out. I, I suspect that's probably... You know, anybody that has loved ones, the journey out probably is a lot of visits, a lot of looking one last time, you know, before that transition is made. But I guess the direction is okay, too. Uh, The next one is coming from Utah. So this has to do with apparitions, voices, and touches. And it says, "I I have a couple of different but related things that I'd like to share and maybe get some ideas about to start out with a few months ago when my parents and siblings were being paid to clean out this house the people who lived there had taken off taken off leaving half of their things inside one night they had taken my four-year-old five now son while i was work what one night they had taken Uh, he went down in the basement with my little brother And when he got down there, he got really scared and said something about there being a scary girl down there. She came from the big black hole. I wasn't there, so I can't repeat exactly what it was, but he will still mention things occasionally like, I think the scary girl is coming. He won't sleep in his own room. He sleeps in my room. He says that it is a scary room and he won't even play in there. 
My apartment is only three years old, and I am the only person who's ever lived in it. Okay, so now on to the next story. My sister, who is 17, and my mom began hearing knocking on the wall about one and a half weeks ago, and the lights would flicker on and off. Well, they just played it off and weren't being too worried about it. Four days ago, my son came walking up the stairs and said, a black blow blow up thing just went into the bathroom. He seemed scared, and so my mom took him into the bathroom and showed him that nothing was there. He seemed surprised as if he knew he was going to see something. The other night, my sister was sitting in her bed reading with her TV on mute, and she heard a raspy, gruff voice say her name. She immediately tried to play it off and then her turned her TV up to make sure it had still been on mute. And she thought maybe it was my dad's TV, so she went and opened her door, or, and it was silent. She stayed up reading her scriptures the rest of the night. They are Latter-day Saints, Mormons. So when telling my parents about it the next day, she got very emotionally upset and just cries anytime it's mentioned. She's extremely scared. She has sensed my great-grandfather being around before and knows what a good spirit feels like. She said that this doesn't seem good or necessarily bad. She seemed extremely depressed yesterday, and I just don't know how to help her. Last night, her and I were playing a game of Phase 10. Not sure what that is, but sounds like a card game. Uh, And my son went to get something out of the fridge, and he screamed like a girl and (laughs) came running over to us. And we asked him what was wrong, and he said that he had been he had seen the black blow up thing. I'm assuming he's seeing a dark cloud or something, and I just don't know what to do to help either of them. They are both scared and paranoid to even go in a room by themselves. Sounds like they got a portal in that basement, is what it sounds like. That black hole thing sounds like a portal to me, but that seems like the obvious answer. I think you need to get help. Got to get help for some of those things. Some of them are just really intense and really dangerous. And if you've got a portal open, you've got to get someone that knows how to close them because just saging won't do it. If you've got an open gateway, or open spiritual gateway in your home, you might push things back out the portal for a while, but if that portal's still there, they're just going to come back. Hell, saging doesn't always work with a portal. It might just it might just knock the energy down for a while until it can build again. But you know, I, I don't know. Regularly saging, I guess, until you can get somebody in there to close a portal. That's, I mean, that's what I would do. <clears throat> this one's coming from California. It has to do with haunted places. It's been a while since I've I've submitted any stories, but it's for a good reason. I haven't been bothered at all lately, but there are some f- stories that I'd like to share that happened to a friend of mine in a place called Crystal Court. I won't disclose the whereabouts of this place, but I will say that it's a pretty large mall, and my friend was a security guard who worked the graveyard shift, whom I'll call Pedro, only because I like that name. (laughs) One night when he was working late, he he went to use the bathroom. Now, mind you, there are only a few staff on at night, so there's no... 
there's no one that can be held accountable for what I'm about to tell you. He was on the second level walking to the restroom. He went inside, did his thing, when all of a sudden he heard a noise. He couldn't quite figure out what this noise was, so he closed, closed his eyes and tried to listen a little more intently. When he heard the noise again, and he, he noticed it was getting louder. So he looked around and no one was there. And when he started to listen again, he realized it was a whistling noise. Like a small child lazily walking around and whistling a song. So when he heard the noise right outside the bathroom stall door, he opened it. There was nobody there. Another story happened to a different security guard and customer. Uh, there was a customer who was in the same bathroom on the second level when she heard a little girl throwing paper towels and toilet paper all over the restroom. And she thought this was a little absurd, so she called over security and he went to investigate. He knocked on the door and asked if anyone was in there, but he didn't get any kind of response. He could hear someone in there, so he decided to open the door and tell him to stop. And when he opened the door, he could see paper towels and toilet paper being strewn all over the place, but there wasn't anyone in there. There's only one way in and one way out. He couldn't explain why he saw paper being flown through the air and no one being in the picture. It says picture, P-I-T-C-H-E-R. I think they meant picture. And there's this carousel in the middle of the mall when you close, uh, when you, whenever you close and lock it up. The only way to turn it on is by using a, a key to turn it to the on position and to press a button. One night when Pedro was on duty, he was on the third floor. The carousel's on the first floor, and all of a sudden he heard the carousel turn on, and a little girl was laughing and giggling. He called for backup and ran downstairs, and when he got on the carousel, got to the carousel, it was turned to the on position, and no one was near the thing at all. There was a new guy starting work as a security guard, and it was his second day. And he was already getting used to the rounds and you have to make while you're on duty. Well, the security guard went outside to go on his break. He got into his truck and started driving down the parking structure. He looked in his rearview mirror, casually driving, when all of a sudden, it was as if he ran someone over. It's the middle of the night, and he just ran someone over. Weird, but not so much, because it was late, and random people sometimes walk through the mall. So he gets out of his truck, looks around, calls for backup, gets back into his truck, and there was nothing there. When he put his car in drive, he looked in the rearview mirror again, and there was a little girl about 50 feet behind him. He got on the radio and called for his partner to hurry up because he found a little girl. He looked forward and put the car in park, looked in his rearview mirror one more time, and the little girl was now sitting in his back seat. He got right out of his truck, walked straight to the LP, <laughs> I don't know what that means, LP, but he dropped all of his stuff off and said, I quit. A little background history on this place, as far as word of mouth is concerned. There were many farmlands here and a small community 
grew beans and avocados and things of that nature. Well, where this place was built, there was a family of three who owned a lot of the land. A mother, a father, and a little girl. One day the little girl was out playing on the tractor in the field when she accidentally slipped and fell off the tractor. As she fell, she turned the tractor on and it ran her over, killing her instantly. The coincidental thing about the name of this place is that her first name happened to be Crystal. Or is it? All right. Very cool, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's, I think, is going to conclude our business for tonight. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. Thank you for coming in and sticking around with me. Uh, so, in closing, love you guys. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. I mean, people really need it right now. There's a lot of angry people. I got to, <laughs> just a side note. I jumped into a conversation. I shouldn't even do it. I don't know why I did it. I jumped into a conversation on a friend of mine's page, just made a statement that, you know, sometimes this stuff is getting ridiculous. And, and basically the, the, the discussion was around some woman wrote an article about being offended by skyscrapers because it's like a phallus symbol and can't, you know, it's like, oh, God, really? Now we're going we're gonna to go after skyscrapers? And I just made the comment like, oh, you know, this is driving me crazy. This is insanity. And sure enough, some some gomer out there decided he needed to uh, <laughs> he needed to put me in my place, I guess. <clears throat> and he wasn't disagreeing with me, but it was all about semantics. No, it's not insane. It's really well planned, and and it's you know Marxism and and uh, hate men. And he get, he came with this whole diatribe, and I was just like, oh god. And so I just tell you, people are just wired so tense right now, and it's crazy. It's stupid crazy. Um, I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard from him, met him or anything before. I'm sure he had no idea who I am and not that he needs to or should, but it's just like, my God, you know, when it's probably best to avoid those conversations altogether. And I should have known better. I should have just browsed, browsed right by, but no, not, not, not me. I got involved. So I got a, a like three messages or two messages back, you know, this guy, telling me that if I did as much research as he did, then I could come back and have a discussion. But I was just like, hey, man, oh, my God, have a great day. <laughs> but the world needs kindness. It needs good things. It needs love. It needs help. It needs, you know, people need to tone it way the hell down because there's a lot of wound-up people up there just to the point of almost snapping. And there is, I really believe, there's some kind of... <laughs> Some kind of master plan where people are trying to wind people up like this. And unfortunately, far too many are biting. Just remember, people are people are people are people. And you're never going to agree with everybody all the time, and that's okay. Um, but God, I just couldn't believe it. But I, I don't know what I was expecting. I should have known better. But anyway, I love you all. And uh, remember to find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh as much as you can. <laughs> All right, guys, love you, and we'll be talking to you soon. Until then, sweet dreams. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormalportalradio. As well as finding us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at paranormalportal, P-O-R-T-L, 
And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. We got hundreds of shows in our uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the paranormal portal. So I hope you'll check it out. Check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com/slash/paranormalportal. So. Hope to see you guys soon. Uh, We'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.